Let the church say amen. amen. Greetings to you this morning. As we continue our series on fear, our title today's sermon is Fear or Faith. Fear or Faith. There was a young man named Joshua who was in the kitchen with his mother cooking. And his mother said, Joshua, would you go to the pantry and get a can of soup? Well, the pantry was long and dark. Joshua was like five. He didn't like the dark at all. He was fearful of the darkness that was in the pantry. And so he hesitated. His mom looked over his shoulder and saw him hesitating. And the mom said, Joshua, go ahead and go. Jesus is with you. Jesus will be in the pantry with you. Joshua stopped. Moved a little bit more, got closer to the pantry, looked into the pantry, and suddenly said, Jesus, if you're in there, hand me the soup. (laughs) Amen. All right. As usual, Pastor Andy, when I'm preaching, is not here. So I always ask you to do something with me. So this morning, I want you to say amen. Amen. Say it again. Amen. Amen. Shout it. Shout it one more time. All right, so when Pastor Andy comes back, I want you to go greet him and hug him and say, Pastor Andy, I shouted amen at least four times on Sunday. <laughs> the scripture this morning is a scripture out of Isaiah 41, verse 10, and it says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. Come, Holy Spirit, in this place. Come and cover us from the crowns of our heads to the soles of our feet. Come, God, and let us hear a word from you today that when we leave this place, it will change our heart, our minds, and help us to do your will in life. So come, Holy Ghost. Be with us, talk to us, and walk with us. In your sweet name, let us all say amen. So we all have things that we are fearful of, right? That's just the reality of it. I'm not going to stand here and tell you that I'm not fearful because there's things that I am fearful of. You know my story. I can tell you some fear. But the one thing that I'm fearful of right now as a parent, and I will admit it, is my oldest daughter, Lydia, just got her license. She's legal. She wants to drive by herself. Chad, she wants to, first thing she wants to do, she used this on me, is can let me drive to Bible study on Wednesday night by myself with my sister. My fear is not that Lydia is not a good driver, because after all, I trained her. I taught her how to drive. My fear is the things that can possibly happen. We look at the news, we see people go to the gas station, they jump in cars, they're taking kids, putting them on the side of the street, all these things that are happening in the world. But I have to get over that fear. So God helped Lydia out this week because I had to prepare a sermon for fear as she got her license. So I want to talk to you about how do you overcome fear. Simple. You got to get to know God. Who is God? The God of our fathers, the God of Abraham, God of Adam, 
Eve, the God of Moses. That's our God. He, is a, he also lives in heaven. He's the overseer of all the nations. Do we know God? Why is God in our life? Where is God? How do I find God? Well, let me help you with that. We find God in our time of meditation. We find God by reading the word of God. We find God by coming to church. There's a misconception about coming to church. Do you all know why we come to church? Somebody tell me why we come to church. To praise him. But we also come to church to be among the fellow believers. So all of you in here are believers. That's why we come. We come seeking God's face to understand him just a little bit more. Right? So when we understand who God is, whose God is, and why God's in our life, therefore he is above all things. He is pure, righteous, and incapable of no sin. He is also the ruler of all the nations. He is all-powerful. Therefore, he is a God of power. He can do as he wishes. He can create. He can destroy. He can raise up. He can even tear down. The question is, who is God to you? Is God in your life? How do you bring God in your life? How do you seek God? Do you see God every day that you wake up? Where is God? God is everywhere. God is with us now. God is in this place right now. God is trying to find out where are we. In your life, is God big or small? Is he a big God or is he a small God? Is he a powerful God or is he a wimpy God? My God is a powerful God. How do we perceive God to affect us? How you respond to him? That's very important. How do we perceive God? Do we perceive God as someone who's not here? Someone that I can't see? Or is God a small little God that we only go to when we have trouble? Because how we perceive God is how God responds back to us. So for me, God is all-powerful. God is larger than life. Because when I need him, I want him to respond back to me larger than life. It's hard for me to walk and stand up here not today and not talk about me. Because my witness to you is I should not be standing here today. I have on shoes. I'm not in a boot. I'm not in a wheelchair. I'm not on a cane. I'm not on a walker. I have on happy socks because I'm happy to be walking with you. My witness to you is I can't get up in front of you and do a sermon on fear without talking to you about my personal fear. 
where God was in my life. When God took me down, how I was able to overcome that. I had to overcome that by my faith in God, not the fear of my situation. Fear will take over and control your life. Faith will help you walk in life. When they tell you we have to cut off your leg, I'm afraid. That's fear. But my God is bigger than that fear. So now I have to dig deep and say, God, where are you? I hear what man is saying. I hear what man is telling me. I hear what the doctors is telling me right now. Where are you? How do I find God in this moment? How do you find God in your trials and your tribulations? Simple. You simply go to him. You simply call his name. You simply say, God, here I am. I surrender to you. I give it all to you right now. I am a living witness of that. But can I tell you a secret? It's hard to do that by yourself. Because this is where you need the believers that you come to church with the fellowship with. You heard Shari when she got up, when she talked about all the letters and the calls, the prayers that help her get through. When I was down, it was Stockbridge who got me through. I have every letter, every card, every email. If I could have taken every phone call, I would have. And I have it all framed in a picture in my house. Every last one of them. Because when it's time for me to fight, I have something to help me fight. Because I know that you all are with me. The believers, God's believers that walk on this earth every day with me. Not searching for God that I can't see because I see God in each and every one of you. You represent who? God. No matter what your fear, no matter what your circumstances, no matter what your issue, you are God's child. I am God's child. We were all, and this is hard to believe when I say this, right? We're all made in his image. Whether you're black, white, whatever you are, we are made in his image. So when you look at God's people in his image, as believers... Like right now, I wish you could see this. I see God. Because what we see in here is what is representative in heaven. More heaven on earth. More heaven on earth. So let's not put God in a box and make him a small God. Because fear will take you. Fear of people, fear of situations, fear of trials and tribulations, 
fear of what you may be going through. We fear the doctor. Because every time we go to the doctor, it's always something. Right? Good, bad, or indifferent is always something, right? Every time I go, it's like blood pressure. Right? Oh, be careful, diabetes. Be careful of this. Be careful of that. We fear for that. But if we go knowing, this is what my daughter tells me. Lydia shouldn't have came here this morning because I'm going to be talking about it. She tells me all the time, she says, Daddy, we go to the doctor so they can make us better. Not to fear what they're going to tell us, but just so they can make us what? Better. Well, in order to receive what they're going to say to make you better, you have to come in the right frame of mind. You have to dig deep and start saying, you know what, God, I'm going to be better. God, I'm going to walk today. God, this high blood pressure, I'm going to eat a little differently today. You have to begin to claim it. See, we have to dig a little deeper. We can't stay on the surface because God already told us he's not going to dismay us. He's going to be there with us. He's going to cover us. He's going to stand with us. Everything that he did in the Bible, he does today. All those people he used in the Bible who did all these bad things, he still took them to the promised land. So at the end of the day, no matter what happens, no matter what the situation, I'm going to end up in the promised land. And I'm going to have my own room in the promised land. I'm not going to have to share it. Amen? Because God has already given us something. He's given us the cross. And on that cross was Jesus Christ, who died for all of our sins. Jesus came for us. Jesus came to shed blood for us. Jesus is part of the faith. How well do we trust in him? How often do we call on Jesus? I'm here to tell you, I called Jesus so much that I turned gray in the face. When I first came here, I had no gray. But after my trial, my tribulations, my situation, gray, I blame it on the kids, but it was really me. Because I was fretful. I was scared. Lord, not my leg. Lord, not my leg. Then was Lord, not my toe. Then it was simply one night meditating. God said, I haven't called you yet. I know your name. I'm not calling you home. I need to get your attention. I need you to focus on me. I need you to understand that I am God. I am God. No man, no woman can take care of you like I can. So come. Come, Dwayne, and let's go through this journey. I had an issue with that. Because I'm sitting on the other end saying, Lord, but I'm the one going through all the pain and all the suffering and all the scaredness. God said, trust. Trust me. 
He'll take you through some places. He'll take you through some trials and tribulations to make you better for the next step. Because we all question. We try not to question. My question was, God, why? And you're not supposed to question God, but I had questions. I needed to know, why, why am I here, God? Seek my face. See who I am. Know who I am. Why I am who I am. Do not fear or be dismayed, for the battle is not yours, it's God's. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. These are some of the promises that God made. So rest and not fear. Is God any different now? Is his words any different than it was before? It's the same as it was then? Same now and same on yesterday. See your faith. Let your faith be with you. Let faith help you. Let faith guide you. Jesus simply said these things. Come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said that I am with you always, even in the ends of the earth. Jesus said that he, his words will not pass away. Jesus said that he would rise up on the last day. Jesus said that whatever you ask in his name will be given to you. Jesus said he would disclose himself to you. Jesus said that he would reveal the Father to you. Jesus said he will return one day for each and every one of us. There's a story of a young man named Sean. Sean was in the hospital for most of his younger years and his teenage years. Sean had a very terminal disease. The doctors came in and said, Sean, we're going to bring your parents in and we're going to talk to you because at this point, there's nothing else that we can do. His mother and father were just devastated, fearful that the last days were here. But every day that Sean was in that room when his parents left, at 8 a.m., 12 noon, and 6 p.m. at night, he would hear these bells. The bells would just ring and ring and ring. One night, Sean asked a nurse, where are those bells coming from? And the nurse said, it's this church on this corner. They ring the bell for each service that they have. Sean said, I like those bells because those bells comfort me. And it makes me feel better. 
So the next day, Sean's parents came, the doctors talked to him and started talking about the next level of treatment, saying that they didn't know if it was going to work. Sean looked up at his parents and he said, would you bring my blue shirt, my slacks, my brown belt, my brown shoes, and my blue coat? And the father said, Sean, what do you need clothes for? The doctor's telling you, you know, this is it. We have to prepare for your last day. Sean said, no, I want those because I'm going to walk out of here. About two days later, the parents came to do their normal visit, walked in Sean's room. Sean was gone. The mother panicked, asking the father, where is Sean? Asking the nurses, where is Sean? Where did Sean go? The nurses said, we don't know. It was 6 o'clock. The bells were ringing. His mom said, wait a minute. So his mom and father go over to the church. The pastor is in the front pew, standing over Sean, praying. Sean lay down on the pew. The pastor walked over to the parents and said, Sean wanted me at this appropriate time to give you this letter that he wrote. Sean's letter started out with, I'm not fearful. I found out what faith was today. Today in church, we sung songs, we prayed, I heard a sermon, I found out about heaven, I found out about salvation, and I found out about the love of God. So mom, dad, Go on that vacation. Because the place that I'm going, I'm getting ready to get my own room. The place where I'm going, Dad, I get to go to the movies with a girl. Don't tell Mom. The place where I'm going, I get to eat ice cream all I want. I get to eat the things that I want to eat. The place where I'm going, I get to run and be happy. The place where I'm going, there won't be no more disease. The place where I'm going, people will love me no matter what. So don't worry about me. Go on that vacation. Because today, I get to go be with God. Sean passed. But Sean went to heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God.